Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lights, Camera, Action Movie Podcast. On today's show, we'll be giving you our best and worst of 2018 and what we're anticipating in 2019. Hey, kid, I'm putting together a crew. We're going to form a super-duper group. This would be something dangerous and very exciting. The danger's what makes it fun. It'll be an adventure. What could go wrong? Why do you need to do this? Because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lights, Camera, Action Movie Podcast. Um... Uh, you're probably wondering where we've been for a while. Uh, yeah, uh, well, you know, things happen, we get busy, this kind of things will happen. True that, true that. Uh, so I'm Jason Kabasik, and as usual, this is Mike. Mike Winkler here. Um, so the last podcast that you heard us do was for Solo, A Star Wars Story. Man, that feels like ages ago, doesn't it? Well, yeah, that was back in, what, June that we did that? Uh, yeah, it was uh, about June, I think somewhere around June, mid to early June, something like that. Alright, so we want to go ahead and uh, humor these people as to what this episode's going to be about today. Okay, so we decided since um, you know, we couldn't really focus on a movie to do just yet, we figure end of the year, beginning of the year now, we would do the best and worst of 2018 and then what movies we're anticipating seeing in 2019. So, yeah. Which there are a lot of movies that we could go over, but we're just going to pick out a few that we see that... You know, stood out to us as good movies, which ones were horrible. And then after we get done going through that, we'll go ahead and take a look at the 2019 films that are going to be coming out. And we'll uh, give our opinions and stuff, you know, what really stands out as must-see movies. Correct, correct. Um, right now I'm looking through uh, the month of January for 2018. And I'm, and I'm, I'm not really seeing... Many movies that came out in January that overly impressed me. Um, the only two that are really standing out to me um, was the third and final Maze Runner, The Death Cure, and uh, how was that? Um, I, I love the series. I think the series is very good. The third movie uh, really kept me guessing. Uh, the, the conclusion, the last act, really was intense. Uh, didn't know how the movie was going to end. It just it was an overall really good series. Came to a good conclusion, and. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. The other one that really stood out to me, too, surprisingly, was Den of Thieves with Gerard Butler. Yeah, Den of Thieves was actually a really well-put-together movie, I thought. Good twists and turns, too. Yeah. The, the twist at the end was very well done and uh, was very surprised by that movie. Didn't expect much out of it, but very surprising movie. So I, I was impressed by, uh, by Den of Thieves very much so. Um, anything else in January stand out to you, Jace? Uh... The only one that stands out to me is the Insidious movie. Did that not was see that one. Beginning of the month, uh, it was about what you could expect from that line of movies. It was okay. I mean, uh-huh. if you follow, it's just like any other horror sequel. Not all that impressed with it. Yeah. I, it, how, how many movies is this now for Insidious? Jesus, I want to say it's been like fucking five or six of them now. Is it? Is it like the? Uh, the movie like The Nun and all that connected to it, or is that The Conjuring those are connected to? I want to say that's The Conjuring. Okay. It's, I'm getting harder for me to keep track of what's connected to what universe anymore with yeah, all this stuff. I want stuff. to say that is The Conjuring. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's about it. Nothing in those January movies to me really stand out as being amongst what would be the top of 2018. No. no, um, 
there's just there's I can't really find anything bad in the month of January. There was just some decent ones that stood out, but nothing overly horrible that really points to anything being really good or really bad. No. So let's move on to the month of February. Okay. And already we've got two of them that really just annoy the absolute fuck out of me. Okay, what's your first one? The Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, that one was disappointing. The entire Cloverfield series has been disappointing to me. I didn't mind uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane because it did. If it was a Cloverfield movie, but it also felt that like was it was his own movie. Pretty bad. The problem I'm having with these Cloverfield movies is they in the, in this first Cloverfield they they build up the monster and where it came from, and you would think that these movies would start building into that, and they're not really providing answers to anything. They're just providing more mystery. Yeah, that's what do you what do you expect from a Cloverfield movie though? It's gonna do nothing but that. Three movies in and we still have no answers. It's not going in a good direction, I could say at all. And the other one is for you, lovely, lovely people out there who have no taste. Sorry, did I say that? Yeah, sure. Uh Fifty Shades Freed. I did not see it, so I could not answer that question, but knowing and since it's fifty shades, I am not that surprised. I'm, it's I'm not going really into that at all. Let's just say if you were a fan of the books of the first two movies, there you go. You have yourself a uh, nice little trilogy there for nice you. Nice little trilogy there. Those are finally done. Yay. Um, oh, and by the way, about Cloverfield Paradox, yeah. Paramount Pictures had such little faith in it that it went to Netflix on the night of the Super Bowl. Which is not surprising. No. That tells me they knew they had just a mediocre to crappy movie on their hands, and they just launched it, The Stroke of Midnight, on Super Bowl Sunday. So, let's move on to a little bit more in the month of February, and one of my picks for the best of... I already know where you're going with this. Black I can see Panther. that right now. Yeah, Black Panther. The beginning of our Marvel slate for the year, leading into Avengers... Uh, Infinity War. I think the choices for to play uh, T'Challa and to also play uh, Killmonger were absolutely amazing. Having Chadwick Boseman play Black Panther. Great choice. I couldn't Michael think of anybody B. better. Jordan stepping up even more, playing a role that none of us honestly would have thought to see happen. And he played a first-time villain role, which uh, he embraced... Yeah. Very, very well. Yes, he did. And it was really well put together. Very well done. The sequel's going to be good. If you've read any of the comics involving Black Panther, or if you follow any of the lore, it actually goes decently well with it. Yeah, very much so. I, I didn't really see uh, or hear many complaints about Black Panther at all. I mean, the movie was good just across the board, just an acting, story, cinematography, direction. It's just all across the board. A great movie. Another thumbs up for Marvel, not that there's many thumbs down for Marvel, so just yeah, another... there's been very, very few. Yeah, so, I mean, not surprising at all. Looking forward to seeing where that's going to go, especially um, since we got to see more of Black Panther in, in Infinity War 2, which was good. Yeah, is there anything else in February that caught your attention, though? Um, I did see Game Night. How was that? Um... It's, it's interesting, because the movie very much so is billed as a comedy from the trailers, in, in a way, the movie has kind of a mystery vibe to it. Um, it has a couple nice little twists at the end of the movie, uh, a couple surprises. So um, you got people like Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Michael C. Hall that are in this movie. Michael C. Hall, his character is interesting too. He just comes out of out of nowhere in the last act. 
But, I mean, you expect to see, you know, something decent with those kind of names. Well, especially when you got Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, you know, two high-profile stars that are in a lot of big movies. You think they're not going to pick a bad screenplay or a bad movie. They usually, they usually don't. That was one of the more disappointing movies, I would have thought. No, actually, it's the other way around. Surprisingly good. Okay. Surprisingly good. Definitely worth a watch if you have not seen it yet. All right. Um, going into March. Mm, first movie on the list. Red, Red Sparrow. Um, we know why a lot of men wanted to see this movie. I mean, the trailer was kind of very evident right out of the gate that this was a movie made for men. Well, yeah, I mean, you have Jennifer Lawrence in there, so of course. And I think it's worth noting that it's also her first... Um, <clears throat> yeah. Nudie appearance, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> made people very happy, I'd say. I can tell by the look in your eyes that obviously it made you very happy. Hey, well. you know what? Me and a lot of other men, and you know what? They're, they'd sit here and they would not lie to you. It, it, it's the truth, and I'm not going to admit it. I'm not going to deny that either, but I'm just going to say, you, you just look like a kid in a candy store right there when you said that. All I know is there was a lot of men in the theater, and I think a lot of them were thinking the same thing I was. One of the more surprising ones was Jeremy Irons' performance in this, though. Oh, yeah, he had a good role in that. Um... Especially the guy, too, that, um, I don't know the actor's name, but he played, um, well, I think it was her cousin. He was ultimately ended up being the villain. Yeah. Yeah, he, I don't know who the actor is, but that guy was downright evil. And then adding Jeremy Irons into the mix, good cast. Oh, of course it was. Strong film. Um, yeah, definitely very good. Good way to start out, uh, another early big movie of the year. Um, another one on my list here is um, Death Wish with Bruce Willis, which is, you know, a remake. Um, I did not see Death Wish at all. Uh, I mean, again, this is a remake. It's not a needed remake. It's not one that really needed an update. But again, um, I enjoy I enjoy Bruce Willis movies, and lately he's been doing a lot of these direct-to-video indie films, so it was kind of nice to see him get back into the, um, the major movie spotlight. So yeah. I enjoyed it just for the simple case of Bruce Willis. Um, it's worth a watch. It's surprisingly directed by Eli Roth of Hostel fame. Yeah. So it's a different movie from him, for him. It's not overly bloody like you would think you'd get from Eli Roth, but um, it's worth a watch. It's not it's not as bad as people think it would be for a remake. All right. That's good to hear, then. How about Tomb Raider? Oh, Tomb Raider. Um, This actually this actually goes within my top ten of 2018. I Yeah, I would have to have put this in my top ten. Also. This movie follows the game to the T, and I love it. I wouldn't say it follows it to the T, but it does a very good job of following along that line. It does make some sidesteps in the final act a little bit with the, yeah. with the whole father thing. It does take some sidesteps for a little bit of um, unpredictable, uh, unpredictable stuff. Um, but some of like, the shots of like um, her falling into the water and then she's in the plane, yeah. th- those shots are taken directly out of the game. And it was nice to see a director take on a video game project and actually bring the game to the screen instead of changing everything for the sake of the audience. Yeah, I know. Like how they did with the original Tomb Raider movies. Right, right. Diverting too far away from things. And video game movies have a huge tendency to just divert away from it all. Um, there's a couple movies here that I've also seen too. I don't know if you've seen these as well. Um, I actually recently saw this movie a couple months ago. Did not see it in the theater back in March, but one was The Hurricane Heist. Um... Was that any good? It wasn't terrible, but again, the problem with this is this is your typical bank heist in the weather type thing. Um, 
this movie is directed by Rob Cohen, who did Fast and Furious and Triple X and all that stuff. I'm sorry, but this guy's career has gone in the shitter. Why do you say that? Well, he went from high-profile franchises like Fast and Furious. Then he went into Triple X, was successful with Vin Diesel yet again, but didn't direct either Too Fast, Too Furious, or the Triple X sequel. And then, out of nowhere, his next movie is The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yeah, okay, that's understandable. This guy's last few movies have not been good. He's been getting these shitty, shitty movies. I don't know. He gets screenplay credit here on this movie. Not overly original. So his career is kind of on the downswing. And I, and I feel bad because Fast and Furious and Triple X were a great start to his career. They were big action movies. Oh, of course they were. And since then, it just seems like he's just gone downhill. Bad agent. I don't know what it is. but um. And then the other one is uh, The Stranger's Prey at Night. How was that? I've been wanting to see that. I just never got around to watching it. Did you enjoy the first one? Yes. You will enjoy the second one. Really? Okay. You, you will enjoy Where the second you one. Where put this at? Um... Well, the only thing about this movie that maybe bothers me just a little bit, again, horror movies fall into this, is sometimes some of the stupidities of some of the main characters. And especially in this role, this is a family that goes there. There's a son, a daughter, and the mother and the father that go to this trailer park who, you know, is supposed to be where their uncle lives and their uncle's supposed to be on vacation. They get into the trailer park. They notice that nobody's there. It's quiet. It's dead. When, you, when they're driving in here at night, something looks like it's wrong. And they go about it normally like nothing is wrong. Now, people, normal people would see this and they'd think, you know, something seems a bit off here. And I think especially the parents in this movie are not very smart. Well, that's to be expected, but any sort of horror flick is that people are going to make it look out like they have a fourth grade level of intelligence. True, true. And um, but I would far from put this on the worst of the year. This is this movie's enjoyable for what it is. It's far from the best, but far from the worst. It's kind of right in the middle. Yeah, so let's move on to what I would go is one the last real big standout of March and that was Ready Player 1. I enjoyed this very much. I would actually put this in my top 10 of 2018. Yes, I would fully agree. This movie is Spielberg at his best. All the actors across the board are good in this. The visual effects are amazing with the motion capture of the actors. It's I couldn't believe how well they did with that. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed this. This movie was just genuinely fun. Which you don't get from a lot of movies anymore. No. This is one that actually, you know, actually seemed fun and caught your attention for the most part. Right. Right. And, and the thing of it is, too, is that you're right. There is not many movies today where we have a lot of fun with a movie. You, you just kind of sit there and you're going along for the ride. But the problem is also, too, is you go see these big summer movies and you go into these with a lot of anticipation and buildup. And every scene you're hoping lives up to what you want. By the time yeah. the movie's over, you realize you didn't have fun with it. Oh, I know. You, you just you broke it down piece by piece to dissect it. And that's not what you probably should do. It's not fun. It really isn't. All right, so, um, April. Uh, I Before did... we get on to, you know, what obviously is going to be the big one of April, let's go through the rest of the list. Um, real quick, let me add one, two side notes into March. Um, okay. Bring these up quick, uh, briefly. Um, one standout movie I recommend, and this actually does go on my, on my top ten of the list, Unsane. Unsane, really? Mm-hmm. This movie is shot entirely on an iPhone. Uh, the performance by Claire Foy is amazing in this movie. This this movie 
is unpredictable through each part of it. The movie didn't end any way I expected it to end. Every time I thought I had to figure it out, I didn't. It's it's unique. It's an indie film, but it definitely deserves a spot on the top ten. It really does. And okay, so I actually have to take a look at this then. And so does Pacific Rim Uprising. Which movie? Pacific Rim Uprising. Okay. Very good sequel. Very much enjoyed it. I am really anticipating the third movie now. So those are two movies that are actually on my top ten list to end March. So already three movies into the year that I already have my top ten list already. And we're only going into April. Alright, so April. Let's take a look at this list, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay, well first on this list is A Quiet Place. What did you think? It's original. It's um, something that really has not been done before. Uh, literally the first 30 to 35 minutes, there literally is no dialogue. None. I mean, it's mostly in sign language. And it has to be, considering the premise of the movie. Yeah. Um, but you would think immediately when you tell somebody there's 30 minutes of no dialogue, you would already think, this isn't going to work. But it does. It does work surprisingly. I, I'm watching this movie along the way, and it does work. And the last act is intense as hell. Well, yeah. Intense as hell. And now I know a sequel has been greenlit. I don't know where the sequel's going to go from here. So, we'll definitely put this movie on the interesting... I heard that this movie really messed with a lot of people, too, with how it was done. It did. Very much so. And I'll tell you, the last half hour just, just does not let up. I mean, it's nonstop on the edge of your seat from getting to the end credits. Alright. Was there anything else at the beginning of April that you saw that really warrants attention um blockers was funny it was funny i'm it, it, it's um it's your run-of-the-mill comedy um to be honest the teenage actors are the ones that really stand out here yeah. not not the comedians although john cena is pretty damn funny he's pretty damn funny mm, i don't know i think his acting sometimes is a little on the cheesier side maybe he goes a little over the top but i found some moments in the movie where i where i did get a good belly laugh out of out of him and some of his scenes in that movie again that's a movie that's kind of right in the middle not bad not overly good for the best but it's it's a good movie and i'd watch it again all right and we're going to another movie that i would put in my top 10 okay that other people may easily disagree with me yeah disagree with me on this one mm-hmm. but hey this is our podcast this is my list fuck you <laughs> super troopers 2 i did not see super troopers 2 and I've been wanting to see it, and I've been putting it off, and I have not, still not seen Did it Did you yet. watch the first one? Yes. There you go. So basically, it lives up. Yeah. Excellent. That's what I want to hear. That's all you need to know. So That's it's in- all you guys that are listening need to know, is that it it holds up well. Good, good. Because it's been a long time since the first movie. Quite a long time. And for another movie on this list, we did an entire podcast for episode four. And I think me and you are both in agreement that this easily belongs in our top ten. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, this is this movie's got to be in almost everybody's top ten. Unless you're not a superhero movie fan, it's in your top ten. There's no question Avengers about it. Infinity War. Oh. If you listen to our podcast, you've heard us gush over this film. I mean, no, I don't even know what more to say about it. I think we've... I, I think we've covered pretty much everything we could say about this right podcast now. podcast was nearly two and a half hours. I think we broke it down as, about as best as we could. Um, now, there's a movie here in April that is on the worst of 2018, 
just because of the ending alone. Which movie? Truth or Dare. Really? It goes on the worst list just because of the last five minutes. Do tell. I'm at the theater seeing this movie. I'm 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 a little I'm a little stoked for it because the the premise looks interesting and I and I kind of like horror movies kind of like this. And the movie was holding my interest throughout. I, I liked the way it was going. The story was good. The background was good. Now, I don't know if you want me to tell you the ending if you haven't seen it yet, but I'm telling you, it's a waste to watch this movie. You probably just want me to tell you. It's a waste. That bad, huh? It's, it's genuinely a waste. Have you ever seen Cabin in the Woods? Yes. Did you hate the ending of that movie? Yes. This is probably just as bad. Say no more. I'm going to tell you anyway. So, if you know the premise of the movie, you know that these... Kids are playing a game of truth or dare, and that if they don't do the dares, or they don't tell the truths, they die. So at the end of the movie, they figure out this way of um, stopping the curse. And it requires the character that ultimately ends up cursing them to cut out his tongue and put it in this jar and say a spell to end it all. Now the characters get really stupid on how they do this. This whole thing takes forever, and they ultimately end up failing of getting the tongue and the thing and tongue the spell. And there's no other way to stop the spell. So, instead of the two girls at the end of the movie dying to end it all, they decide to go on their computer, broadcast the game on YouTube for their whole audience to see for millions of people. So basically, they fuck over the whole world, and they're selfish. So now the whole world that's watching their thing, which is supposed to be millions of people because they're podcasters. So, at the end, the lead characters that you cheer for end up being selfish. Well, yeah, um, I'm glad I never got there to see that. Yeah, so that goes on the worst list just because of the last five minutes. It's sad because ending really can truly ruin a, ruin a movie, big time. Okay, so I guess we can get into uh, May here, which is now where the summer season officially begins, although I think Avengers kicked that off already in early in, in end of April. So. Yeah, Avengers really kicked that off it, on that one. Very much so. Very early start to our summer season. Um, All right, so where do we begin in May? Um, I can name a couple movies here that I have seen. Um, not really worth mentioning, but they're not on the worst list either. Well... Um, Bad Samaritan is kind of an indie film that I kind of somewhat enjoyed. Um, it, it didn't quite live up to the the whole thrill that I initially anticipated it would, so maybe it was a slightly disappointing, but um, worth I a watch. Fair enough. One of my movies that are on my worst of 2018 list, Overboard. See, I did not see Overboard, had no interest, and I had a feeling it was going to be bad. So it was genuinely it, bad then. It was genuinely bad. That's also a remake. Does this really surprise you? Uh, no. No, I mean, again, I thought Hollywood was past this whole remake thing. It seems like they've been getting better with this. But here we are, another the second remake of the year. Um, so I don't. I think there might be a couple more of them to make it to along the way. I'm not 100% sure, but we'll have to check. Um, right. the, Is there anything else that caught your eye before we get to this next film that I'm going to mention? Um, I saw uh, Breaking In with Gabrielle Union, who's been off the map for a long time. I don't know where her career has gone. You know, Mrs. Dwayne Wade. Um, Maybe that she's just not one to act that much anymore. I guess so. I mean, this movie, again, is not bad. It's just okay. Yeah. You know, it's worth one watch, and that's basically it. It's predictable. It's yeah. just overly predictable. So um, I know right. what we're going to move on to here, so go ahead and lead it in. Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. Easily, <sighs> easily one of 
one of my favorite movies this year. This is in the top ten. This is definitely in the top ten. Uh, again, just as funny, if not funnier, than the first movie. I mean, I'm not surprised. There's just something about Ryan Reynolds' portrayal of Deadpool that is just too perfect. It, he literally was born to play this role. There's no question about it. No question about the it. The way he carries himself here, and then Josh Brolin's performance in this movie as Cable was really good. This is the second time Josh Brolin has appeared in a Marvel movie this year. Not the same apart. parts. Not the same parts, but they do make some Thanos jokes in the movie too, which makes it even funnier. And with that... I got a couple of belly laughs out of that one. Yeah, that was pretty damn funny. I think it's great that uh, that Brolin's really embracing this whole Marvel thing and is just kind of having fun with it here. Good. Um, All right, and so we'll go into Solo. Yes, and we did a podcast on this, and we broke this movie down a great deal as well. Me and you had varying opinions on this movie. Yeah, I mean, again, this goes back to the point I thought the movie was fun. I mean, it doesn't really add much to the Star Wars story or saga, but it's just a genuinely fun movie, and I think that it recaptured some of the magic. Um, I thought one of the only highlights of this movie was Donald Glover as Lando. So you didn't, so you didn't care for the whole, the whole Darth Maul thing at the end? Well, that was the other highlight of this movie, was Darth Maul being revealed again. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty big reveal. The only thing, that they, the only thing is though, with this movie kind of bombing, it makes you wonder: Are we ever going to see the the payoff or benefit to seeing more Darth Darth Maul going forward? I think they're going to do it just because they've already committed to it at this point. Well, you would think but so. I personally would put this on my worst of twenty eighteen. Seriously? I was not a fan. But worst of? Yeah. I'm genuinely surprised because by that. Because of how disappointed I was in this film. Well, that's fair. Fair disappointment can result in that, and I understand that. Okay. Um, moving on now into April. Uh, sorry, June. June. Um, right, Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's another movie where the ending ruins it. This is the second movie now this year where the ending has ruined a movie that I've enjoyed up to this point. I think I know which one you're about to mention. Go for it. Upgrade. Yep. So you have seen this. Yes, I have. What the hell is with the ending to this movie? Uh, that's all I have to say on that. Uh... You know, I'm watching this. This is an interesting movie. The premise is good. But the ending just comes out of left field. And it's like it's trying to be creative and surprising. But it just comes off as dumb. I mean, it was dumb. I don't necessarily think I would put this on my worst of list, though. Yeah, um, you know, that's a funny thing. I want to put it in my worst of list, but I, I almost want to keep it out because the way the movie was shot and done was kind of cool and interesting. Yeah, and which is one of the reasons why I liked it. Yeah, and I think for that alone, it just barely stays out of my worst list. Just barely. Um... But I will tell you one here that does go on my worst list. No question. Because this movie was just disappointing across the board, especially with the cast that's in this. Gee, let me think here. Hmm. What movie could that be, Mike? Hotel Artemis. That was not what I was thinking of. Hotel Artemis fails across the board. Everything I expected it to be, not even close. The whole payoff story, stupid, dumb. And I'll basically tell you, everybody dies except for two characters. 
Everybody. That's, well, that, that, is a, that is a movie of this caliber for you. Mm-hmm. So what movie were you referencing that you thought I was talking about? Ocean's 8. Personally, I enjoyed this one more than I enjoyed the last Ocean's movie, 13. I enjoyed Ocean's 13 way more than I enjoyed Ocean's 8, and I want to set myself ablaze every time I watch Ocean's 13. Wow. I would have to put Ocean's 8 on my worst of list. Wow, wow. Doesn't go on my best. Um, I I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, um... But uh, I wouldn't go, wouldn't go to say it's anything a, special. When you have a cast of Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, Rihanna, Helena, bon- uh, Helena Bonham Carter, and you come up with this crap? Well, the problem I have with this is this cast is so good. Why are they doing a fourth movie in a series? You know what I mean? They've got... I... I don't even know anymore. I thought this series was over. It was over. I think they went a completely different route with this, and I do not think it paid off. It probably didn't. I don't see it going beyond this, and if it does, I'd be a little surprised. Um, But I think if they are going to bring this into a sequel, I think maybe you incorporate the guys in it and put a mix to kind of maybe get it back on track. If anything, you you, you have George Clooney back in this film. If anyone else. And I'm not buying that his character's dead either like they're trying to say. That's bullshit. No. no. He, is, he is not dead. No. So, yeah. Um, Alright, so. this next film I'm going to list off is in my top ten of 2018 only because of personal bias and how long I waited for this film. Okay. Incredibles 2. Now you're going you're, you're gonna to look at me funny, but it's sitting on my shelf still unwatched. Really? Okay. This was by pure accident because, um, not this Jason, but my other buddy Jason, we, he and I were supposed to go see Incredibles 2. We went on a Wednesday night. A Wednesday night. And we go there thinking, eh, nobody really goes to these Wednesday nights because it's nighttime. Kids are, you know, got school the next day, whatever. We go and the movie is sold out. It was sold out on a Wednesday night. And the movie was already out a week or two. So I, I guarantee you. 95% of that crowd was adults. It could have been. It could have been. I guarantee it because it's been forever that people were waiting for the release of this movie. What's actually funny is we ended up having to see Ocean's 8 instead at that point. So I'm very sorry for you. Yeah, well, you know, and the thing of it is, so I did not not see this by, by you know on purpose. I wanted to see this. Just time went by. saw other movies around this time before I knew it, it was gone. But I have bought it. I intend on watching it. I've heard it's great, so I'm not one bit surprised. It's, I am going to hold so. you to this, Mike, now. I want you to watch this within the next like week or so. I because can... I, I think you're going to be pleasantly happy, happy and surprised with how well of a job they actually did, considering how long of a wait we had to wait. It was a long wait. It was something was. like, what, 13 plus years we had to wait for this movie Ooh, to come out? Uh, yeah, I think it came out like in 2005, 2006, I want to say. So yeah, it's it's been a while. Yeah. Been so, a while. Um, okay, so going down, uh, i got to bring this up, because this is one of the bigger movies of the year, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, oh this was a very well done movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd put it in my top ten. No, not quite. But I definitely, 
definitely is not far off from being in there. No, it probably would land somewhere like around 11 or 12. It's really close to being in there. Um, the story is going in a very strong direction. I know some people, I've heard some people that did not like it very much. Actually, surprisingly, did you know that Jason and Martin, you guys don't know who they are, but they're our friends. Jason and Martin did not like this movie. Their opinions are invalid. I just don't understand. They're, they're making points about, oh, this wouldn't happen, this wouldn't happen. The only thing well, that's no a plot wonder. hole. Okay, here's the thing, though. No wonder it's not going to happen, A, for a one very, very big reason anyway that we can tell you right now, folks. Dinosaurs will never happen again in this or any other lifetime. Correct. At least that we can think of. Unless someone does truly find a way to reanimate dinosaurs from DNA from however fucking long ago, it is never going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Take I, it I, for what it is. Take it for what it's worth. And realize, just go with that. Yep. Go with how, how the movie is done. Not based on some silly-ass fantasy sci-fi BS mm-hmm. that you see. With, oh, there's right. dinosaurs and humans interacting. What is going on? Well, the only plot hole that they pointed out that actually is legitimate, and I have to go back and watch to really study this, but they never bring up Site B. They act like Site A is the only island with dinosaurs. They never bring it up, and we know there's another island with dinosaurs. Yeah, I Uh, noticed that also. Yeah. Like, that was a big plot hole that I noticed that really kind of made me go, what? Yeah. I don't know why that's left out. I'm confused. I mean, I kept thinking, did I miss something? Did I miss something? I can't recall anything that I missed. Uh, to me, it seems like they are almost leaving it out legitimately, and I don't know why, because it's kind of incorrect. Yeah. But overall, yeah, it just it almost gets, gets in the top ten, but definitely anybody that tells you the movie's not good or whatever, I, I don't even know what to say to that. That It's, it's, it's absurd. Neither do I. And I'm just putting this out there right now this is going on my worst 10 list of 2018 uncle drew yeah um i did not see this in the theater got it from Redbox one night just to watch it to see how it was Eh. i mean this movie's just not what are you expecting with kyrie irving shaquille o'neal reg miller nate robinson chris weber yeah i mean I wasn't expecting much from this at all. Um, I mean, neither was I, and I was still disappointed. Yeah, you know the thing of it is, I don't know why they think taking a a Pepsi character that Kyrie Irving created would make a good movie for an hour and a half. I don't know why they think that's a good idea. I mean, it's the same thing when they did the Caveman TV series off the Geico commercials. We know how that bombed and failed. Uh, pretty horribly. Yeah, this that just doesn't work. You can't take a character that you see in moderation in a thirty second commercial and put it into an hour and a half format. It just doesn't work. Yeah, small doses, people. We don't need large doses of shit like that. So, yeah, that it's just it's not that good. I don't. It's not even worth even investing your time in. It's unless you're a basketball fan, maybe you'll enjoy it. But other I mean, than I'm that, a basketball fan, and I know you are as well. But um, not that big of a basketball fan to enjoy that movie. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to be a very, very big basketball fan to enjoy that. All right, so we're going into July here now, okay. and two movies instantly right off the bat beginning of july catch your eye i'm guessing you're talking about yep first purge and ant-man and the wasp first purge is 
one of those that came very close to being on my top ten list. Yeah, um, again, all the Purge movies are very well done. Uh, the only thing I have not seen yet, which I have to watch yet, is that um, the TV series they did, the first season. I have yet to watch that either, so we might have to do a podcast on that. We, we might, because if we're, gonna, if we're talking about the whole series as a whole, you got to see that TV series. And I have to see that, because I love the Purge movies. They're very well done. I very much enjoyed um, the last one they did, uh, Election Year. Yeah. That was so good. I thought it was a great conclusion to the series. Um, they, these are movies that are very surprising. Every movie that comes out, they become more and more surprising. I mean, at this point, we've seen three of them, so we know what to expect. But these movies are always surprisingly better than we would think they would be or should be. What did you think of the first Purge, though? Very good. I'm very good. Enjoyable, intense. Um, it was good to see where you know, the government came up with this idea and why they were doing it and how they fixed this whole thing that they realized the Purge was not what people wanted, but they fixed it in favor to make the Purge happen. Yeah. It was a very interesting payoff and very interesting twist to the whole thing. And then we'll go on to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, again, Marvel. Does it right, as they always do. I, I can't wait for the day. This is one of the few I'm going to say is not going in my top ten. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Only because of the fact you really don't get... I mean, for a movie called Ant-Man and the Wasp, you don't really see a lot of Wasp in this. No. I mean, it, it's kind of funny how it works, because in the beginning of the movie, you think you're going to start getting a lot of her, because she has a lot of screen time in the first maybe 25, 30 minutes, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Wasp really is not part of this. Yeah. You know, so maybe the title's a little bit too thing about the movie, because it's they're not giving her the screen time that you think that she would have. Um, the one thing that I do have to say that really caught my attention that made me enjoy this movie a lot more was the after credit scene. Oh, yeah. This is a great little add-on to Infinity War, which we were all kind of wondering where Ant-Man was during all this. Well, now our question has been answered. Then he was stuck in the Quantum Realm. Yeah, yeah. Which we know now from the Endgame trailer that we can expect him to... Uh, get out of there which we don't know how you yet figured but... that he was gonna get out of there right right but this confirms that he'll probably be out and i assume pretty and early it, on but just seeing hank and the rest of them were disintegrated by thanos snap that yeah. was one of the more surprising moments that i would have expected in a marvel film this year yeah especially all of them you know maybe you expect me one maybe one or two but all of them except for him yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, yet again, Marvel hits a home run. You know, I kind of almost wait for the day that we get to sit here and we get to tear apart our Marvel movie because it almost seems like we never will have to. And that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, they're doing things right. I mean, um, and it, oh, I, I don't really have many bad things to say about Marvel movies. No, and we got a good little uh, a little uh, DC thing coming at the, we get to December here. Yeah, let's just say. DC's getting on the right track, finally. 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 It took them a long time, but they're finally getting to where they need to be. Yep, so we're, we're going to talk more about that when we get into uh, December here. But yes, very much so. Alright, so anything else in July? Um, Skyscraper was decent. It's decent. It okay. Yeah, it's decent. Um, it's just your typical run-of-the-mill. It's predictable and stuff like that. But again, far from a worse list. Not on the best list, but... Right, they're right there again, right in the middle. Just, just enjoyable movie. That's basically all you can really say about it. Um, this one disappointed my me. 
one, what's one? Equalizer 2. I didn't watch that. You know, I don't want to say that the first one to me was really notable. You know, it was your typical Denzel fanfare. It was it was good enough to be, you know, watchable and enjoyable. But Equalizer 2, the plot's just kind of meh. You know, Denzel and it's meh. You know, he's just kind of going through the motions here, it feels like. Um, the only thing that's really good about the movie is the, the last act with the big finale. Um, it's kind of a cool sequence on how it's done. But all in all, the movie's just meh. Yeah, this one is going on my bottom list. For worst of uh, 2018, Unfriended Dark Web. Did not see it that bad, huh? It was a lot worse than the first movie was for Unfriended. Wow. I actually somewhat enjoyed uh, Unfriended by itself. Right. The sequel was rather disappointing. Yeah, you know, I remember seeing some of the trailers, even though I really had to find the trailer for this because it's not like it was being advertised in the theater, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm watching the trailer, and it just I was like, this just looks like a generic movie I'd pick up from Redbox or watch on Netflix. It didn't feel like it was anything really worth wasting my time on, and I'm, I'm glad that I ended up being right and didn't waste my time. Yeah, it would have um, been a waste of money for you. I'm glad. I'm glad now because now I definitely will not see it. Um. This movie definitely goes on my best of list very easily. I know it goes on a lot of people's list considering the critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's Mission Impossible Fallout. I actually been meaning to watch this. I just never got around to it. It's just like you with Incredibles. Yeah. Um, this easily this is easily in the top five. Very easily. Um, I don't even know where to place it right now, but this is a series where the movies just continue to get better. And you're six movies into a franchise. That's hard to do. I wouldn't say they've gotten rid. They've been pretty god-awful since Mission Impossible 3. You didn't care for Mission Impossible 3? I didn't care for Mission Impossible 3, 4, 5. And wow. that kind of led me to not really watching Fallout. Okay. But I, the more I've been hearing about it, the more I'm like, maybe I should give this at least a chance. It, it's worth it. Fallout feels really different from the other ones. It kind of stands on its own while bringing in some, you know, some stuff from the previous movies, um, but it just does something different here that just it, it works on a, on a on, and the scale of this movie is huge. Yeah, and and all the stunts in this movie too, they're not CG; they're all real, and that right there puts you in the experience, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now we're back into wow, August. we are into August already. We are almost through the year here. Um, I did not see many movies here. The only one that I am seeing that I just saw recently... Robin. You know, I have it, and I have not watched it yet, but I do want to see it's it. It's not going on either of my lists. This is a standout movie, though, because it... When I saw this movie, I was expecting something really just god-awful as most... Disney movies are over the top. Disney movies yeah. or any live-action representations of like a Disney movie like this, I personally have never been a fan of. This was actually one of the very few that I can say was actually good. Well, that that's actually good to hear. That's actually encouraging. Um, This is one that I would say you definitely need to go watch. Okay. Well, then I definitely will take the time to watch it then. Um... The other one here that I I saw recently, this movie actually was not as terrible as I was really thinking it was going to be. 
Which one? I actually got a chuckle out of it. It was the spy who dumped me. I didn't even hear about this movie. It, you know, it kind of came out under the radar. It wasn't out very long. When I saw the trailers, I wasn't overly invested in it. Um, but I, I read boxed it, checked it out, had no anticipation for it, and actually it was somewhat funny, and the story actually wasn't half bad. Okay. So, yeah, I'd say it's worth a watch. Again, it's not on worst or best list. It's just, it was worth a good watch. Um, this one worst, actually is in my top. Worst 2018 movie, in my opinion. This one I'm putting down is my worst of 2018, and that was Slenderman. Slenderman. I did not see Slenderman. Do not. And, and I am, I am... Not at all surprised. This movie Do looked not waste your up. money. I would not even say wait until you see if you can find it on like Netflix or anything because that would be a waste of your time and precious income of nine ninety nine a month for okay. your monthly subscription. I, I gotta know what's so bad about it. I gotta know everything. Execution, there not, everything. There is not a single good point I can make about this movie. Wow, that's hard to do. That's pretty freaking this awful. This would be my 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this is, for sure, your worst movie of 2018. This is my worst movie of 2018. Okay. Okay, well, sorry, Slender Man, but you got the worst honor you could possibly get on this podcast. Okay, so Kobasik's worst movie of 2018 is now set in stone. And we... It took it took eight months to get there. It took eight months to get there. That's not half bad. Thankfully... To be honest, I'm still weighing my worst of options here because I'm I'm kind of torn between a couple here. By the time I get to the end of this list, I'm going to have it figured out. But um, Black Klansman, what did you think of that, Mike? Did, did not see Black Klansman. No, did not get a chance to see it. It was interesting. I mean, it's what you'd expect from a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> Spike Lee movies are always an interesting watch, no question there. But I thought it was actually surprisingly well done. Oh, but then again, that's not worth another watch. I, this is one that I might actually go out and purposely find to go watch again. Wow. Wow. Well, Spike Lee, you know, he, he has a way of making those movies that uh, warrant replay replay watches. It really it does. Some of them. Some, some of them. them. Some of them are not worth it, of course. But he has a knack of, of, of most of his movies pulling that off. But yeah, there are quite a few that don't really warrant much more than one watch. Um... This movie actually surprisingly goes on my as one of my best ofs of 2018. Which one? The Meg. The Meg, really? And Why is that? Well, again, you know, when you see the trailer for this film, you think it's going to be your typical shark movie that you might watch on Sci-Fi Channel on a Saturday afternoon. But something about this movie works, and I don't know if it's just the, the performance by Jason Statham or maybe it's just the cast as a whole – but how this movie's done, it doesn't feel like your typical shark movie. They, 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 they get invested in the, the lore of the, uh, the Megalodon. They get invested in it, and you kind of learn about it more. And it really makes you wonder if um, – how, how they say this happens, that this, there's something in the bottom of the ocean that, that it was living under, and something they did rose it from the surface. It makes you wonder if this actually scientifically would be possible. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, that was a surprisingly good film that I put on my best of list. All right. What else are you seeing for uh, August? Um, one goes on my best list, and one goes on my worst list, and here we go again. The third movie of the year where the ending ruins the film and goes on my worst list. Which one? The worst first I'll go with is Mile 22. Okay. Do tell. Okay. So, 
again, this this is your typical Peter Berg movie. He's the guy that's responsible for uh, for the rundown and uh, Battleship and uh, Lone uh, Lone Survivor. And uh, it, it, the way it's shot, everything is your typical Peter Berg formula. But um, the movie works at the beginning. The the, the story is interesting, but I will tell you, it's kind of hard to follow everything because everything's kind of jumbled together. But the last five minutes of this movie throw the whole movie into a cluster F. The guy that they're supposed to be protecting turns out to be the bad guy that plays into something that happens in the first act. Um, Lauren Cohan, who you know plays Maggie on The Walking Dead, uh, she ends up being one of the big heroes of the story, only to get killed randomly in the plane blowing up at the end, which is a bullshit death considering everything she goes through. And at the end of the movie... The guy that protecting ends up saying he wants revenge on Mark Wahlberg's character, and then the movie just ends. I can understand your frustration with that, then. Yeah, it just it ends like there's going to be a sequel, which there's not, because the movie was not reviewed well, and the movie didn't fare well box office-wise. So it's a wasted watch. It's the beginning of a franchise that you're never going to get a payoff for. So this goes in the worst, just based upon the ending alone and the payoff. Um, this one goes on my best list, and this one might even surprise you, because this movie even surprised me. I'm listening. Crazy Rich Asians. Really? The movie's funny. It works. Everybody thinks that it's a typical rom-com. It's not even a rom-com. I wouldn't even call it a rom-com. I thought that's what it was going to be. But the movie's just funny. You learn about the Asian culture, and you get some good laughs out of it. I'm actually looking forward to seeing the next chapter of the story. I might have to go back and give this movie a watch, because I haven't given it a chance yet. Yeah, it's actually genuinely um, enjoyable. This one was a very close second to being uh, the worst. Worst of for 2018. Still in August. Yep. Okay. Happy time murders. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember seeing this advertised, and I just was not impressed by anything out of it, and had no interest. So, do tell. No, I'm not reliving. <laughs> it's not this. even worth telling. I'm not reliving this horror of a movie again. So don't look for a Happy Time Murders podcast. Uh, if, if there no. is, it's going to be you and probably and you only. Nope, nope. I won't even waste my time there. All right, then. Okay, so as we now get into September, getting close to the end of the year here. Um, the Predator. Okay, I have to hear your thoughts on this. This one, I... Mm, I am I'm torn as to whether or not this would be on my best of 2018 list or not. Yeah, that's a tough decision. Um, I mean, it was definitely an enjoyable film. Um, I would actually have to say I would put this on my best of 2018 list. Yeah, I mean, I can. I yeah, I mean, I, as I'm really thinking about this and what I've left off the list and trying to think what it's trumped over. For me, it's it's actually is close. It's right on the cusp. I mean, this movie works. This is this is this brings back old style Predator. Yeah, the humor, the action, the kind of '80s vibe, very much so. I I can agree with you on this. This is really is Keegan a good Michael film. Michael Key in this movie was absolutely hilarious. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, he was funny. He's he's he is the comic relief in this film. Yeah. Not that that should be at all surprising, but yeah, he he's genuinely funny. Um. You know, I, I still can't get used to this, but let me, let me, I want your theory on this. Yeah. What do you think of Olivia Munn as an actress? Because I mean, we've seen her in a few movies now, and I'm, I think we're getting to a point where we're starting to form an opinion. We have enough of kind of a sample size of her. I 
actually am liking her a little bit as an actress. I think she was good in this. I think she needs to find her her uh, genre that she'd be best in. Yeah, she's kind of flirting around with that. I think she is a good actress. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that she, with these movies she's doing, she's getting better. Um, I think with the movies she's doing here, I think she might have found something she's good at. I mean, think of it. She used to be a, a host on, on, on a G4 when the game network was still around. Yeah. Okay, so this movie right here is in the perfect comfort zone for those kind of fans of hers from doing what she used to do. This is perfect for her. She needs to do oh, things within this genre to really, you know, I, I, I think so. Which one, horror, action, or sci-fi? The kind of, I think, sci-fi-ish, you know, comic book fanfare kind of I thing. I agree. You know? I think that's where she should be at. I think that's where she really shines, too. Um, two movies here. One goes on my disappointing, but... I don't, even, I don't I think this goes on my borderline on my worst list, because I think I was just genuinely disappointed by this film. Which one? White Boy Rick. White Boy Rick? Yeah. I didn't even hear about this movie. Um, it's based on a true story about a uh, 15-year-old kid that gets caught up within the mob. He actually ended up becoming one of the most famous mobsters because he kind of got involved in kind of a weird way. And then um, he ended up working for the FBI at like 17 or whatever it was. Okay. Um, but the thing of it is here, Matthew McConaughey plays his father. He plays a great part. Matthew McConaughey is always good. But he is the only light at the end of this tunnel of this movie. He's the only thing that makes this thing somewhat watchable. But the movie is just genuinely disappointing. The trailer was fantastic, but the movie just didn't live up to what was advertised. Yeah. So it, it might be hovering right around the cusp of the worst list just because of how disappointed I was. All right. Uh, September-wise, I really didn't watch anything else, so... Okay. Um, the only other thing I'll note here, I saw a couple movies here. The only thing I'm going to worth, it's worth mentioning here, um, actually, I'm finding more as I'm going down the list. Uh, two on my best list, I'll just simplify these. The surprising one to go on my best list, top five, is actually a simple favor. Okay. Simple favor. Really good film. Um, recommended. Very surprising. Um, and, uh... <sighs> Here's surprising animation. You talk about Incredibles too. Smallfoot. Really? This movie is just good. It's just it's 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 a it's a good feeling kind of movie. This movie just makes you happy. Okay. And it really works. And I had to compare it to Incredibles too. But if I had to guess, these two are going to be easily at the top of of the list. So this movie definitely is really in that top top ten. No question. No question. Alright, so we are going into October now, and the first movie that we are going to talk about is Venom. Mm-hmm. I actually almost forgot about this movie. I don't know why, but... Where would um, you put this? Um... not disappointed by it. Um... It's hard for me to say if I'd put it in the top... I've only seen the movie once, so it's hard for me to put it anywhere right now. I, I'm not going to leave it on any list. Um, but again, I am, I am, I am happy that Tom Hardy's playing this part. This is probably the one that I would say just got beat out for being in the top ten. Okay. Because the other movies that have been named so far have been just far and above beyond 
just some of the best movies I had seen this year. Not only this year, but period. Mm -hmm. Venom is one of those movies that really did its job well. Right. But I am banking more on what they do with the sequel. Because I will base this entire series on how they portray Carnage. Yeah. I mean, we got our little tease with Woody Harrelson playing Carnage. Uh, Which was a very, very interesting choice. Yeah, very, very good choice. I, th- I think maybe even a good choice. It's hard to tell right now, but I, th- knowing what we've seen Woody Harrelson in, I think he can pull this off. Yeah, but like I said, this will be... Th- this next movie they come out with for Carnage is going to be the movie I base this entire series off, so, off of. That's fair. That, that's, that, that's really fair. Um... It'll be interesting too, and I I, I don't bl- Venom and Carnage were two of my favorite Marvel characters. Are you buying this whole thing where they're saying about how? Uh, I think it was the director Ruben Fleischer who said that this Venom movie wasn't part of the Spider-Man universe that's going on in Marvel right now. It isn't. <sighs> it isn't. The way they portrayed Venom in this was an alternate timeline. For Marvel, where Venom was actually an anti-hero. Okay. Because Venom, through and through, if you follow any of the main comics at all, was far and above a villain. Mm-hmm. At yeah, that's no what I was kind of thinking. was he portrayed as a hero or an anti-hero in any sort of way, shape, or form like they portrayed it in here. Okay. The way they went with this is more of the alternate timeline, where he was actually an anti-hero. So like how Deadpool was. So you're kind of thinking that probably in these new Spider-Mans, they probably won't even incorporate Venom more than likely. If they do, they might go with the different actor to play Venom, okay. only to follow along with a, the normal timeline of things when it comes to Spider-Man movies. Okay. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting because I don't really know what to think of the whole that, how they're going to pull that off yet. Um, I guess we're going to see. I guess. You know, time's going to tell here, because right now we're very early into the whole Spider-Man uh, yeah. thing, so time's going to tell. Um, I, I, can't, I can't go to the podcast without mentioning A Star is Born. Everybody knows about that. Um, uh, the music in the movie is great, uh, no question. And this is, this, is, this, this, this is the third remake. Uh, this is a remake I didn't necessarily mind them updating, because the last one was made like back in the 50s, I think, or the 60s, maybe the 60s. I did not watch this. I heard many good things about this, though. It is a good movie. The music alone makes the movie worth it, but uh, yeah, very well done remake. This, I mean, if they're going to remake a movie, this is how you do it. Yeah. This is definitely how you do it. That That's the one they have to go back to and look at if they're going to start remaking stuff. Um, here's another movie that goes on. I honestly think this this actually is in contention for being the worst of 2018. Yes, you can do the drum roll. I'm pretty close to naming this as, as my worst of 2018. Which one? Because this movie is so disappointing. The Bad Times of the El Royale. I did not even hear about this movie. Uh, this movie kind of was advertised under the radar. This is from director Drew Goddard, who's responsible for writing... The first Cloverfield, but is also the director and writer of The Cabin in the Woods. So, considering we've talked about Cloverfield and Cabin in the Woods already on this podcast, I shouldn't be surprised by this. But this movie has a cast of Jeff Bridges, John Hamm from Mad Men, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades, you know, 
this the cast in this movie is very good, but the whole point of this movie is just hmm, I, it's not even even worth even talking about. It's so oh, we'll, it easily we'll goes go on ahead, my list. We'll go ahead and move on from that now because of just how you're talking. It, about it's it. making me feel more and more like it deserves to be on that list just for the simple fact of disappointment and how. This next think movie it is. I'm gonna list isn't going on my top ten, but it's one of the movies that I was most surprised about with actually how well it was done. I know what you're gonna go with here, but Halloween. Go ahead. Yeah. Um and the surprising thing here is that Danny McBride of Eastbound and Down fame helped write the screenplay on this film. I thought that the way that they did this was actually surprisingly well. Yeah, yeah. They they really you can tell they really wanted to capture the the essence of Michael Myers. Yeah. You know, um, and then to get inside the mind of, of, of Laurie and and really see how the first movie's events really affected her and it really destroyed her whole life. Something that the other Halloweens didn't do, so I'm kind of starting to understand why they went back and pretended that Halloween 2 didn't exist, because this is a more realistic approach to what the Laurie Strode character would have realistically gone through. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah this is very well done. Um, I don't know if we're going to see another one. I, I mean, I guess the ending could lead you in another one direction if it wanted to. I think we might. But I don't think there's going to be many. No, the only thing that I, that, that it hinted at for me, the last shot of the movie is they made a point to show Laurie's grand uh, granddaughter at the end of the movie holding the knife in her hand in, in the truck, and made a point of that being the last shot. I don't know if that's the way they want to start going with things, or that was just kind of maybe the sense of showing that shot because you know it was over. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Though. Yeah, we'll see. I've heard nothing about a sequel just yet, so we'll see where that goes, but um I wouldn't be surprised. This is one that is going on my worst list. Are we still in uh, October? Yes, we are. Okay. Johnny English strikes again. Um okay, yes, I did see this. I do like this series. Um I thought this movie compared to the other two was on the weaker side. Um, I didn't laugh anywhere near as much during this movie as I laughed in the first two. I did not laugh at all in this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say for as long as we've waited for a sequel, it was fairly disappointing. I expected something a lot better and a lot more thought out. I thought the only good thing about this sequel was is they brought back Boff. The original Boff. Which was nice to see, yes, right. but... That wasn't enough to save this movie. I wouldn't necessarily put it on my worst, um, but I well agree with you the fact of it is that, yeah, it's a disappointing sequel that I was expecting a lot more out of, um, especially compared that the first two really made me laugh, and this one didn't make me laugh anywhere near as much. So. All right, so we are going into November, unless you've got any more films for October um, you want to mention. No. All right. The first movie that I'm mentioning, I have to put on my top 10 of 2018 now. And that is solely because I finally gave this movie a chance. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I did after about two months of waiting. Okay. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. I can fully agree with you on this. Um, Rami Malek's portrayal oh, of Freddie yeah. Mercury Spot on. was... About as spot on as you can possibly get. Yeah. I mean, he... You can tell that he embraced this role and really, you know, got within the soul of Freddie Mercury here. 
I this is almost on a level of at least I this is gonna be an odd comparison, I know, because no one would think to do this comparison. This is almost on a level of Heath Ledger portraying the Joker level of how much he got into character. Yeah, I mean I can I can I can buy into that, sure. Yeah, because I mean he he just he embodied him. You you would swear almost that he was him. Yeah. Very much so. The music is great, of course, because Queen, but... This one, I would have to put, like, in my top three of 2018. Yeah, I mean, it... it, Yeah, I mean, I could definitely probably agree with that. I'd probably put at least in my top five. Yeah, right now, right now, I mean, now we're entering in November the last two months. I can't really say that I have picked out my favorite yet. That's going to be interesting. My favorite was Infinity Wars. Okay. I'm just telling you, my favorite was Infinity Wars. That, that, that's is, a well, pretty fair thing. It was a surprising one that belongs in the top three for me, though. Yeah, I'm going to have to do one more run through or look through these just to pick it out. But Infinity War probably is probably going to be it. That's one I'm more leaning towards at the moment. So more than likely, it probably will. But we'll see as we get to the end here. Um,. Uh, this is this one's just worth mentioning just because it's been advertised a lot. Um, the Grinch, you know, I, I did not watch this. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it's been done before. You know, that's the only thing they don't do much in the movie to really, you know, separate itself from what we've already seen. But I, you know, I'll put it this way. I will put it in the words of thing. It, it's a cute movie for kids. It's 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 fun. It's yeah. whatever. You know, that's all I can really say about it. This one, I know there's probably more than 10 films in this, but this is all shit that I would have easily put in my top 10 list, though. And this is another one that I put in my top of 2018. Okay. And that was The Girl in the Spider's Web. See, now this, I'm jealous because I did not get a chance to see it. By the time I went to go see it in the theater, it was gone. It wasn't out long. So it really was good. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Then again, I enjoyed the uh, whole series of movies and books that this was in, along with The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I enjoyed that movie very much. Yes. Especially with how long we waited for a sequel to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo to come out, and this Mm -hmm. was the next in the series. This was, especially considering it's a completely different cast and everything. Right, that's the one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit about this. I mean, this did bother me, but that didn't bother me that much because how well they did in this. So she, so Claire Foy embodies the character well. She yeah, Claire Foy did a very great job of embodying the character. Well, this would mark the second great performance from her in the year between this and Unsane, which see Unsane too. If you liked her in this, you'll like her in Unsane as well. Okay. Um, but I'm glad to hear that because I'm actually waiting for the movie to come out on video uh, to see it. So um, I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it because I've had some anticipation for that movie. So it, yeah, good like to I hear. Said, it was a very well put together movie, and I would put this in my top list excellent excellent um uh we i don't know if you've seen this did you get a chance to see overlord no i did not um the only thing only problem i have with this movie is i like the way it was done and and such very well done it was kind of done like in an old kind of movie kind of way um the movie is not exactly what you think it is i mean from 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 seeing it you think it's kind of maybe like a zombie-ish type of movie it really is not yeah um but I, without, I don't really want to give, give too much away to you because I want you to be able to see it without knowing anything. But um, in, enjoyable. like the way it was done. Uh, 
wouldn't put it in either list, but um, yeah, I mean, overall, pretty good movie. This is going in my top five. That was Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. You know what? This is going to surprise you. So, I love the Harry Potter films, and then when these movies first came out, when the first Fantastic Beasts came out, I wasn't, like, keen on seeing it, and I actually didn't. It wasn't until this movie came out that I actually saw the first one and enjoyed the first one, thought it was very well done, and this one also, too, was very well done. And now I am really curious to see, especially with the way this film ended, to see where the third one's going to go. I think we will be pleasantly surprised with how where they go from here. Yeah, yeah, and a very good cast too. I really enjoy this cast. So um, again, Harry Potter series continues in its own different way, but yes. All right, next one on my list I'm going to mention is Creed Two. Very much enjoyed Creed Two. I like. What Creed did you more. think of the performances of? Pretty much the entire cast, especially Dolph Lundgren and Sylvester Stallone. To be honest, I think Dolph Lundgren plays the part better in this movie than he did the first time he played the role. Why do you say that? Um, Because he plays it with a sense of emotion and the connection with his family and his son and his wife. It just... You kind of get a, a you get a more emotional feel for his character. You feel for his character more than you did in the past. The, he looked like a bully the first time we've seen him in the Rocky films. This you kind of almost feel for him a little bit more by the end of it, especially. You feel for him a little bit more, yes, but it's just the fact that you know he went from this high-prized super fighter that all that all of Russia was counting on to you know essentially be their sport figurehead mm-hmm. right to being thrown down to nothing with how they were described in this film that's the russian culture the russians are all about winning and when they lose they turn against their own kind and how bitter he ended up becoming and how he saw his son being his ticket back to getting his family name back mm-hmm yeah, the son basically was his meal ticket to get back in the good graces of of the Russians, and it works at first. And then Michael Jordan's performance in this. Oh, he plays this role so good. I mean, this, this is the second time he's been in a big movie this year. I mean, between this and Black Panther, he's... Do you see him... Do you see his character following the same path as Rocky Balboa? In uh, that he'd spend more time focused on his family or no more time focused on his career than he does his family. Um, I mean, I would like to think based upon him seeing how Rocky's life has gone with being alone and not talking to his son and, and even convincing him to talk to his son, you know, you, you would think that he would go in a different path than him. You'd like to think so. You would think so, and then the more I'm looking at this too, you realize that, well, I don't know if you had heard this, Mike, I don't know if this is news to you at all, this was, Stallone, this, Stallone has gone on record to say that this is probably the last movie you're going to see Rocky Balboa yeah. in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense, Which though. Which makes sense with how the movie ended, with mm-hmm. him going to see his son. And he's finally going to, you know, be family like he should have be, been all along. But it 
they, they've gone on record to say that, yeah, that is the end of the Stallone era in this. Makes sense. I, so I, I'm sold on that. let this series be carried by Michael B. Jordan now. Yeah. I, I'm sold on that. Um, I'm very happy with the way they kind of put Rocky into the sunset. It yeah. it, it, it works. And I'm kind of glad, too, because based upon Creed 1, it looked like they might be going the route of killing Rocky off with the cancer he had. And I'm glad that that's... Which is what I was honestly expecting when I, I was too. watching this at first. I was waiting for it. And I'm glad they didn't do that because I think it's good to keep the memory of Rocky with him finally embracing his family and not dying alone in yeah. the sense of it. So I'm glad they did this. Um... As All I look right. through the rest what of the month here, um, this movie goes on my worst list because it's just genuinely disappointing across the board. Um, I won't even talk about it much, and that's Widows. Uh, I was not impressed. I thought the whole payoff was just I didn't get boring. a chance to see this, and I'm glad that I didn't. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a Liam Neeson fan, don't go see it for him because he's barely in it, and the scenes that he is in are just... whatever. So, I... Yeah, it's definitely one of the probably in the worst list. Um, but uh, so we finally get into the final month of of 2018 here. Um, I actually haven't seen that many here. It looks like uh, some of these are still even still playing in the theater. So um, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider Verse, I got a chance to see. How was it? It was interesting. I mm-hmm. wouldn't put it on either list, but I mean, it wasn't bad for what it was. Okay, so it's not. Did a decent job. It's not in the league of Homecoming, then. No, no, no. no. Okay, all right. That that's. I, I figured. I figured as much, but you know, I probably will still see it when it comes out I, on video. For an animated film, it really did it justice. Okay. Okay, that, that, that's actually encouraging. Um. Uh, I think unless there's anything that you're seeing, Mike, let's go right into this right here, right now. Yep. Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Th- th- this is my number two movie of the year for 2018. Yeah, it's very high up there. In fact, uh, we will we will probably do a podcast on this because there's a lot to talk about in Aquaman that we can't break down in a small amount of time uh, with this podcast. Probably, folks, that is going to be our next podcast. Yeah, it's going to be no question because uh, we really haven't done DC, so we really want to uh, get into this one, especially since DC seems to be going back on the right path here. Um, yeah, Aquaman across the board, man. I mean, I was impressed by the story of this film, the special effects. Jason Momoa plays this part. Again, remember when we talked about Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds being born to play this character? I don't think Jason Momoa was born to play Aquaman. I think it's one of those that they happened to find a diamond in the rough to for the perfect fit to play Aquaman. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, he plays the part very well, um... You know, again, here's Dolph Lundgren again too, which I didn't expect Wait, to see him pop up here. Him at all, and that was a very great surprise to see. Talk about a guy's career that's kind of getting back into the spotlight again. Amber Heard did a great job as the daughter and mm-hmm. the eventual love interest in this movie. Yeah, Aquaman. You know, a lot of movies I've seen her in, I haven't been overly impressed by her acting, but in this, she she plays this role very well. I was actually very impressed and surprised yeah. here. Um, but, uh, yeah, this movie's very well done. DC's back on the right track. Um, there was only one reference to Justice League in this movie and no cameos. So, I mean, to me, it seems like DC is trying to maybe... 
I don't want to necessarily say they're rebooting from what they've done, but it seems to me that they're going in this different direction. I hope that they are, and I'm hoping that the next big thing we see from them is going to be Darkseid. Uh, yeah, I think Justice League 2 has to be Darkseid. I think it has to be at this point. I mean, uh, Steppenwolf is supposed to be the precursor to Darkseid, so I don't know how they couldn't go in that direction. They just right now got to figure out what they're going to do with this whole Superman-Batman thing with Affleck and Cavill because it's not looking good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, you'll see in our next podcast, be on Aquaman. We'll get more into DC and then that whole Aquaman thing. Um, there's really nothing else here in December that I have seen right now. I know there's a couple here that I still do want to see. Um, and I only want to see this. This is another one that I'm putting on my worst of list. And folks, I know it's bad. You don't do this. You know, give your money to the companies you want to see and everything. Mm -hmm. I stream these movies a lot. That's how I get caught up on a lot of these movies. I stream them quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But... This one is one I would personally say do not go see. What's this that? is on my worst list. Okay. Holmes and Watson. Yeah. Um, the trailers for this movie did not look funny. It did not look good. And then when I went on Rotten Tomatoes and saw how bad the reviews were, was it right now it's sitting at 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is genuinely shocking. It even has 7%. How did Farrell and Riley do a movie this god-awful? Because it's Farrell and Riley. I just don't understand it. I mean, coming you can only off of take the comedy shtick that those two have in so many things. Well, right. I mean, you you already you already hit light, lightning twice with with Step Brothers and Talladega. If if you're gonna do something with these two, then they need to do sequels to those movies because this is not working anymore. No, not at all. No, if you're gonna do those, if you're they're gonna be together, they got to do sequels to the characters they've already established here because this this looked like it was terrible and i had no interest in seeing this movie at all so i'm not at all surprised by this um the only other movie on this list that i really want to see and that's because i was really surprised at how good the reviews are a movie is now sitting at 94 percent on rotten tomatoes which movie is bumblebee really 94 percent people have said this is the transformers movie we, we have wanted since the beginning really okay now, mind you, Michael Bay did not direct this, and the screenplay is written well, that'd by. Be why it should get a good review right then and there, so right. Michael Bay didn't have his dirty ass hands in the yeah, into it. This movie is directed by Travis Knight. I'm seeing what he's done before. The only two movies he's done prior to Bumblebee is uh, the stop motion film Laika and directed the film Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. So he's an unknown director that embraced this, did his job very well, and this movie is written by Christina Hodson, and the only thing she is known for writing here is Shut In, which is a horror movie, and Unforgettable with Katherine Heigl, and she's also writing in 2020 the Birds of Prey Harley Quinn movie. I That one, I don't know how that's going to be. I don't know yet, but I mean, this is an unknown writer, really, and this is the movie they say Transformers fans have been waiting for, so now I gotta see it, because if it's supposedly this good, if I've seen the other ones, I gotta go see this one now, especially if this is the best one of all of them. Yeah. So all that's right, so what I want to see. Should we move on to our 2019 list? 2019 list of movies that we anticipate will be good. Okay, so These we'll... Are the ones that... I think we're going to stand up the most is what I'm, we're going to say for this. Yeah, we'll briefly jump into some of these. We'll give a brief summary as to why we want to see these because we really can't talk about much because we don't know anything yet. Um, the first... One that is standing out to me right away that 
just came out a couple days ago is Escape Room. Yes, I do want to see this. Um, I've seen so many good things about this that it's really piquing my interest. This, this trailer surprised me. I saw the TV spot, and this movie came clear out of nowhere, and now I genuinely want to see this film because it looks it looks like it's very well done, too. Yeah. So, yes, I am very much on board with that film. Um, of course, the other one here has got to be Glass. Uh, I haven't seen anything on Glass yet. Um, so this is this movie for everybody that knows. Oh no 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 no! Yes, I have the uh, sequel to Split and Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. This is something you know that's gonna be interesting to see because we got it's a sequel to two movies which we don't really see happen that often. So, I think uh, that that one should be a movie of the year candidate, at least in my opinion. It very well could be. I mean, you got Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson, and James McAvoy in the same movie, so. Shyamalan is kind of getting himself back in the the good graces of, of the audiences, considering Which after he had quite a few time. stinkers. Yeah, he had a lot of stinkers before Split. I mean, Lady in the Water, disappointing. Um, that wasn't so much disappointing as it was an abomination. That's true. And uh, the, the Village, how that was executed. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, this guy's due to get back on the right track, so I'm glad he's getting back into some of the stuff that he's really good at. All right, so, February, what stands out for you? Um... Well, looks like we got February 8th. Uh, One movie that's standing out to me is Cold Pursuit. Liam Neeson back in his, you know, role that he does great, a badass action star. Um, Yeah, yeah, I pretty much am enjoying anything that Liam Neeson's in and is leading. So, yeah, I would definitely say that's worth a a see. Um, February 14th, um, I'm looking forward to Happy Death Day to you because I liked the first one quite a bit. I thought it was surprisingly good. I didn't watch it. It's surprisingly good. Um, again, another one of those movies that you don't really expect much out of and you go see and you're surprised. So the sequel to this, uh, racing the trailer for, looks genuinely good, so I'm excited for that. Um, but I definitely see the first one. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I don't really know much. I, I meant meaning to ask you, do you know much about this Alita Battle Angel? Alita Battle Angel? Uh, no, I do not. And it's caught my interest, though, from what I have mm-hmm. seen of it. Mm-hmm. Only because of the fact James Cameron's name is attached to it. Right. And he's also responsible for part of the screenplay. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's got to be something that's worth it because Cameron doesn't do shit. He doesn't do shit things. Let's face it. What has he done that, you know, has gotten so many big reviews, so made so much money in the box office? Can you name a couple of them? Oh, Avatar, Titanic, Mm. True Lies, Terminator... Yeah, know, just, so, just a couple. It's I just guess. a couple of them there, you know. It's not like he's made a lot or anything no, like that. It's what, no. not like he knows what he's doing. It's not like he has two movies on the all-time, you know, money list, you know. I had that. <laughs> not at all. Those aren't there for nothing. That's for damn sure. Okay. March. Two movies coming out March 1st right away that I'm actually looking for. Actually, no. All three of them I'm interested to see that are coming out very beginning of March. Chaos Walking, I think, is going to be a sleeper pick. Why have I not seen a trailer for this movie? There hasn't been much out for it yet. Yeah, it looks like Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, and Daisy Ridley, of course, Ray from Star Wars. How have I not seen a trailer for this? i gotta look this. I got to look this up. I think we're going to be very surprised by what we see with this. Like I said, I think this is gonna be my resident sleeper for a top li- for a top movie of the year. I-, I can see it. I'm reading the plot, and the premise looks really good. Okay, I gotta find a trailer I'm for this later. 
for the next one that's going to be released at the beginning of March here, uh, Tyler Perry's The Medea Family Funeral, and that's only because this is, thank God, going to be the last Medea movie, period. So you're looking forward to it just for the sake of it being done. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah, Medea's been well, well overdone by now. I can't even begin to count how many movies there's been, but it's it's getting old. Tyler Perry needs to start coming up with new shit because this is just getting old. Yeah. It's been going on since like the mid-2000s. This is just ridiculous. And the other one that I am seeing at the beginning of March here is f- the, the March 1st release is Fighting With My Family. And you may not... you I'm guessing you probably haven't heard anything about it. This is more for the fans of wrestling. Actually, I have seen a trailer for this. I saw it in the theater. And actually, I am kind of interested in it. it. This is one that I've been waiting to see for like the last year or so now. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it comes out because it's been delayed repeatedly. Really? Yeah. How it long has it been delayed? Be it was supposed to be out last year. Wow. Wow. They're running issues with production. Okay. Yeah, I, I liked the trailer. The trailer looked like it was a fun movie. I, I thought it looked good. Um, I'd definitely give it a watch. I mean, you got a pretty good cast lined up here. you got comedian Nick Frost from Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. You got Dwayne Johnson, Vince Vaughn. This movie's directed by Stephen Merchant, who's a very funny comedian who directed and wrote the screenplay. So yeah, yeah, I I probably would definitely give this a watch. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, and the the big movie of March. Yes, finally Captain our next Marvel movie. Marvel. Yeah, um, I think everybody's really excited to see this because they want to see how uh, Brie Larson's going to pull this off. Which everything that I've seen. She looks like she embodies the part, man. She looks the part. She, she really sells does. the part. I, I'm hoping that they do Captain Marvel justice. Only because Captain Marvel was one of my personal favorite uh, superheroes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it seems like she's going to be playing a major, major role in the next film for Avengers. Yeah, I think she's going to be a big part of how they get to Thanos or how they're going to take Thanos down. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for this, and uh, especially since it's leading in, it's it comes out literally the month before Endgame. So I mean, yeah. this is gonna be it's gonna be a great bridge into that. So that comes out March 8th. That's not too far off from now. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, I'm not really seeing a whole lot for March else that I want to see. One movie here it just intrigues me based upon the trailers alone. I've seen a trailer for it. Um, I don't really know what it's about. It's kind of intriguing, and it's kind of caught my curiosity, and that's Captive State. Okay. Um, I'd say give the trailer a watch. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on here, but it kind of almost looks like a mixture of The Purge and um, Battle Los Angeles. Okay. So it, it I think there's an alien uh, uh, angle here, so I'll be curious to see how that one goes. Maybe more trailers will come out and get a better idea. So <laughs> moving into April. Shazam, the next big DC film. Is this is this is this going to be connected to everything? To Aquaman and Wonder Woman, is it going to be connected Maybe. to that? I don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. this is the next big DC film, and I have been waiting for this for a long time. Okay, yeah, I don't really know much about Shazam. I never really if you knew much about Shazam. Watch them. I think you will give, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I think you will enjoy how this movie is done. If they do okay. the comics any justice, you will love Shazam. Shazam. Okay. Flat out. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely see it's DC, but uh, yeah, definitely. Um, 
Now, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this yet. I would I recommend. Think I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Hellboy. Yep. Have you seen the trailer for it? Yes, I have. Okay. I am very, very iffy on this. Yeah, uh, let's be honest. I mean, Ron Perlman played the perfect Hellboy. I, I, I don't really see anybody Unless else coming they, in here. And that's obviously a reboot of. Absolutely, absolutely, no question there. I mean, it, it is because we have a different Hellboy. We, we even got uh, uh, the, the I'm trying to think. Everybody in the movie, um, the Professor. Uh, what the hell is his name? I know you're... The adopted father of Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, per, here it is. Professor Trevor uh, Bruttonholm. But that was not his name, I don't believe, in the um, Guillermo del Toro series. No. Um, I don't remember. We'll worry about that when it comes to... Yeah, I'm looking up the cast on this, and it's like, okay, Mila Jovovich is playing the Blood Queen, which is the villain. You know, uh, the rest of the cast is kind of, to me, it's just kind of a little more lower end. Ian McShane, though. Oh, Ian McShane, yeah, not counting him. Yeah, he's great. I mean, especially from Deadwood and and, uh, and a lot of other shit. Yeah. Um, but everybody else is kind of on the on the lower end, so I don't really know what to expect from this. I'm expecting. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna ex- go in here with low expectations, so that way I can be pleasantly surprised, and that's only because, like I said, it just because of how Ron Perlman portrayed Hellboy. Right. That I kind of feel spoiled about that and kind of, you know, angry at the fact that, you know, he's not a part of this new reboot. Well, what pisses me off is that we didn't get a proper third and final movie, and that's frustrating because we at least deserved that because we had two great movies yeah. in this series. And the ending was great with knowing he was going to be a father. And the fact we didn't get to see that and we got cheated out of that is kind of bullshit. Yeah. So, um... Alright, so... What else are we looking at here for April? April twenty sixth, of course, uh, is Endgame. The Endgame. Yeah, um, that. What, what? I don't know what more we can really say about that Endgame, other than I am putting this with the highest of expectations. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of shit riding on this movie to be great, considering it's probably the last movie as Marvel as we know it. You know, as far as you know, Iron it's Man, not Captain be America's the last of Marvel as we know it. It's going to be the last of this current iteration of the MCU. Right. That, that's because what I mean. In this one, we're almost certainly losing Robert Downey Jr. Yep. We're for sure losing Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Uh, we don't really know what the fate of Chris Hemsworth is yet. We've heard rumors about another Thor movie, so we don't really know where that's going yet. So his fate's kind of up in the air. But yeah, I mean, Downey's done. Uh, Evans is done. Johansson's probably going to be done. I probably could see Jeremy Renner even being done at this point. Um, probably. Uh, but we have a lot of good stuff to look forward to, though, here. I mean, you know, you got your Doctor Strange and your Black Panther and your Spider-Man and Captain Marvel. There's a lot to yeah, look we'll forward to here. We'll see where it goes from here, but I'm putting this as probably my one of my top, if not the top movie of 2018. Definitely my top three, because I already know what my number one is, but we'll get to that as we get down the list. Um, All right, yeah, we going to May now? Yeah. As much as I know that you're going to roll your eyes at me here, the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie, <laughs> I'm looking forward to only because of my childhood. Actually, I'm not even going to make fun of you, because I saw this trailer when I went to go see... Um, uh, 
Fantastic Beasts, I laughed my ass off because this movie actually looks funny. I took a look at this, and when I heard Ryan Reynolds' voice come out of Pikachu, I'm like, why is Deadpool speaking to me right now? <laughs> That's all I could think of. Why is Deadpool in Pikachu's body? I'm uh, like, is this a trailer for another Deadpool movie that we're not even understanding He's going to come right out now? of Pikachu and say, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm pleasantly surprised that I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how that's going to work, because that probably could be the start of a franchise, you know, as a big Pokemon universe if this does really well. So, um, but May 17th, I am looking Another forward to... John Wick 3. Yeah, uh, definitely, especially with the way the last one ended. Yeah. Yeah, huge cliffhanger. Last John Wick. I don't know if you know this too, but um, uh, they are making a John Wick television series as well about the whole... Um, uh, what, what's the name of the, um, the, 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 the group that he's in, uh, the, the, the Continental, uh, the, yeah, the Continental. It's going to be all about the assassins in the Continental, and apparently Keanu Reeves is going to drop in for cameos throughout the series. Okay. So that's supposed to be coming out, I think, sometime this year, the TV show, I believe. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be very exciting. I'm looking forward to that one very much, and that's still four months away, and I'm really craving for that one to come out, so. Okay. Going on another movie from May that I'm putting on my worst of list right off the bat, and that's Aladdin. Why? I have never been a fan of the live-action reboots that they've done. Not for, even Beauty and the Beast? For Walt, for uh, Disney movies at all. I wasn't a fan of it. Now, I can definitely understand Dumbo, because I think that whole concept is dumb. Um, the only reason why I'm looking forward I to Aladdin... not like... Beauty and the Beast whatsoever. I'm not looking forward to Aladdin at all. The only reason I would have any interest in this movie is because of Will Smith being a big name in this. Uh, the reason I'm looking forward to Aladdin is because it was my favorite uh, Disney movie as a kid. Mine so, was Lion King. And that's coming out uh, this year too, which I, I don't understand why there's a live action of that coming out. I mean, it that to me, that whole concept is kind of dumb. I doesn't work um but anyway so um what about uh godzilla king of the monsters i've always been a fan of the godzilla series minus the obvious one that had uh, matthew broderick in it because that was shit yeah i enjoyed that at, at that time but as i go back and watch it now i can definitely see the compounding problems with it i think they're going to do this justice uh, yeah, because the first Godzilla they did a few years ago was very well done, um, and I don't know if you know this, but Kong Skull Island is part of the universe. Okay. So, because at the end of, of Kong Skull Island, they're sitting in a room and they're talking about the Godzilla creature. So this is this is all going to be considered one universe, so okay, it's interesting. So we'll see what happens with this. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to be very surprised. Yeah. Okay, so we jump into June here. And um, the next big Marvel mm -hmm. film after... Endgame. Dark Phoenix. Now, this movie's had some production problems, and we've heard a lot of things here, and this was what worries me, because... Oh, yeah. Um, you know... I really don't know what to think about this. No, when there's production delays and shit, it's never good. Usually not. Usually, you know, the, the, the bad publicity's already starting, so now there's already the sense of doubt. In the, in the, I'm in the movie. really hoping that this isn't going to be a major disappointment because I was a huge fan of the previous installments of 
the X-Men series. Yeah, after they're very the well reboot. done. Yeah, First Class and Days yeah. of Future Past and Apocalypse. Yeah, they were all very good. Very, very good. So I'm hoping this is not disappoint because they've been on a good track of making good ones. Let's just hope it's not coming to a screeching halt. Considering this very well could be the last X-Men movie as we know it because Marvel may in fact be taking this over after these this is done. Well, Marvel is going to be taking over this after it's done. But it's probably going to be recasted. Which is going to suck, but Marvel does have a good track record of making good films. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no question. I don't think it's going to be good. It's the very beginning of the MCU from Phase 1, when the first one came out with Iron Man. Mm -hmm. They have done each of these movies justice. Very few have not been that great. Right, right. That's true. I mean, there's no question about it. I think they'll do it justice. It's just going to be kind of weird. I think they might actually keep on a couple here or there for, you know, the purpose of another Marvel movie. Like, big names like Jennifer Lawrence and Sophie Turner. I'd like to see those names stick. I really would. And I hope they they maybe continue it from there. Michael Fassbender as well. Yeah, he plays a pretty great Magneto. Magneto. He does. Very much so. The cast, the young cast, is doing a great job with these, with the, uh, from the older incarnations. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Um, June 14th, um, Men in Black International. I could care less for. Um, again. And the one that, one of the movies that I'm expecting to be good only in the sense that Samuel L. Jackson finally got a movie that suits him perfectly and that shaft. Yeah, I don't really know why after all this time they're doing it because he did the remake already initially in the early 2000s because they're doing a complete reboot of it there and i'm looking forward to this so much because of the fact samuel l jackson is going to be in it well yeah i mean it's sam jackson the role fits him perfectly there's no question about it i mean so yeah that'll be interesting um all right toy Uh, story 4 yeah toy story 4 what do you think? Well, I thought the franchise was over, but I am still okay with them making another one because each movie has been great, so I highly doubt we're going to have a weak Toy Story, especially since it's been all these years since we've gotten, you know, from three. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're in good hands with that, uh, especially since Hanks and Alan are both returning as the voices because it wouldn't be Toy Story without them. So, um, What do you think they're going to do with this, though? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the whole Andy thing is done. I don't think they're even going to bring up Andy because, if I remember correctly, at the end of the third movie, they were sold to somebody else. I think so. So, um, or given away. So I think the whole Andy thing is done. So I guess it's an open book where it could go at this point. Uh, um, I'm reading something here, and I didn't even know these two movies were coming out, and I'm already balking at the fact of it even happening. What? Is Grudge and Child's Play... Yeah, I didn't know that these were coming out either. The Grudge, I'm already writing off as bad because... This is like the third remake of this movie. Why do they keep remaking it? I don't know. Hopefully they can get it right finally, maybe. <sighs> Doubtful, but I guess In you never know. play, I'm really balking at only because I thought the originals were well done, especially nowadays. Yeah. Talking about them. Right. Yeah, I don't really... Th- those two I uh, I didn't even know about, probably for good reason, too. Yeah. Um, I don't really see anything else on the June slate. Uh, July... We've got Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be very curious to see where they're going to go with the next Spider-Man. I mean, 
apparently Jake Gyllenhaal is playing Mysterio. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. You got Michael Keaton returning. Yeah, Marissa Tomei. Sam oh, Jackson's on the list this time. So, which means that we're going to be seeing uh, Nick Fury in this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and his uh, sidekick at Shield, hit yeah. by Kobe Smulders, of course. But yeah, that's ex- I'm excited to see where Spider Man's going to go from the successful Homecoming and after you know Endgame too. So, oh, of course. So that'll be always be good. Uh, Seventeen Bridges. I'm actually kind of interested to see how it turns out. Why have I not heard of that? Let me see that one. Um. Okay. Want to go out since you've got it pulled up? You want to let them know what they're getting themselves into? Yeah, Seventeen Bridges follows a disgraced NYP detective played by Chadwick Boseman, who, after being thrust into a citywide manhunt for a cop killer, is given a shot at redemption. I think that Seventeen Bridges might actually be a good movie. Yeah, it's got a good cast: Chadwick Boseman of Black Panther, J.K. Simmons of Whiplash, Sienna Miller who's been in G.I. Joe and other movies, and Taylor Kitsitz, who just played in American Assassin and also Battleship. So, I mean, yeah, yeah you got a pretty good cast there. Um, yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, it's actually produced by the Russo brothers, who are responsible for the Avengers and Captain America. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, I'd say it's pretty got a pretty good strong chance of, chance of being pretty good. All right. Um, Lion King. I'm not holding on to any sort of hope for this. Nope. Only because one only there's one reason I'm holding on to hope, and that's the fact that James Earl Jones is back again and reprising his role as Mufasa. That's the upside, yes. Agreed. The downside is well, everything else because it's another live action remake. How does a movie about talking lions become a live action movie? I don't know. Explain how Jungle Book became what it was. True. I mean it's kind of almost the same thing in a way. And the um, thing that really pissed me off about Lion King is you do not have Jeremy Irons playing Scar's voice again. Yeah, I don't even know who the hell's playing his voice. Do we know this? I don't um, know, and I don't care. That's I'm curious that. now. Mad. You struck my curiosity. Um, Scar... Chitwetel Ojafor, who played in Doctor Strange. Okay. I don't really know why they didn't get uh, Jeremy Irons back, especially since they got James Earl Jones back. Donald Glover is, pl- is playing Simba. And uh, you re- are you really ready to balk? Yeah. Beyonce playing Nala. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and if things don't get a little bit worse, Seth Rogen playing Pumbaa. I can see that. Eh, maybe that a little bit that, more though. so. Well, better than Beyonce, and I, but uh, yeah, I'm not um, overly impressed by this here, and I'm I have no anticipation not, whatsoever for this. None of the rest of the films I'm seeing for July are really catching it a fancy for me. No, uh, going to August. to August. Okay, I, I want to see this movie I'm because you right now I I know what you're about to say, and no, I am not looking forward to the Fast and the Furious movie at all. Well, so you didn't you didn't care for the the banter between Hobbs and Shaw and, and Fate of the Furious at all? It was okay. Okay, I'll tell you right now. I have a problem with the title though. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Is this like a so fucking making... comedy show or 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 a, a gag show? No, they're making this a fr- they're making the Fast and Furious a legitimate franchise. Just like how they did with uh 
oh, what the hell was it? Uh, the movies that, like, that Chevy Chase were in, like, Family Vacation. Oh, National that. Lampoon Presents. Yeah, National Lampoon style, but not, obviously not comedy, but for, you know, for the action-adventure style genres. Right. I recommend right now, get rid of the Fast and Furious Presents titles and just call the movies Hobbs and Shaw, because the Fast and Furious Presents is Because you stupid. put Fast and the Furious in front of it, you're expecting there to be cars and... Right. You know, moving fast and everything. And yeah. I've never been a fan of any of the movies after Tokyo Drift. I like Tokyo. Do you like Tokyo Drift? I like Tokyo Drift. I, that's Tokyo Drift I... is good. The only shining point of the series after Tokyo Drift mm-hmm. was when the, the Rock came in to play his role. Yeah. In Fast Five, yeah, yeah. Um, it, surprisingly, everybody gives me shit for this, and I don't know why, but it's surprising. They've made eight of these movies now, and my favorite one is still Tokyo Drift. It's not my favorite, but it was good. I, I people give Tokyo Drift so much shit. I don't know why. I think the characters are good in it, and I think it's enjoyable. It's not any worse or any better than the rest of them. Yeah, you know. So yeah. So yeah, the title needs to go for sure. I, I I changed that right now, but um, this other one here, the New Mutants. This movie was actually supposed to come out last year in 2018 and got pushed back. I think a month or two before release, there even was a trailer that came out. Really? And now it got pushed back. A matter of fact, I will look it up for you. I would actually bring up the exact thing what happened. So, the movie was scheduled to come out in April of 2018. Then it was delayed for over a year, allowing for reshoots to make the film more frightening. The movie got pushed back more than, what, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 months? Mm-hmm. Because the movie wasn't frightening enough? Which would be interesting, I guess. I guess, but again, here's another movie that gets delayed more than a year and a half. Both this and in, 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 in Dark Phoenix... This is not good. We'll see what happens. We'll hopefully be pleasantly surprised. I, I hope. I hope. Um... Going down here... Uh, honestly... Nothing is catching my eye really in August other than the Fast and the Furious and that's just because of how bad I think it's going to be. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be bad. I'm just not really knowing what they're doing at this point. I mean, we've already made eight of these movies too and I don't really... To be honest, watching the end of Furious 7 should have been the end of the franchise because with Paul Walker dying and the way the seventh movie ended, it felt final. Yeah. And I don't really know and apparently there's supposed to be one more movie on the way or two more. Nine and ten to finish no. the series and I don't really know what else there's left to even tell at this point. No, I think they're milking this thing. Alright, let's move on. Unless there's anything in October, or, Sept- or not September, August uh, that you wanted to talk no, about. No, not really. September. The movie that is in September that... The only movie in September, it looks like. Catching that, well, Downtown Abbey's not bad. I'm looking forward to that a little bit. Okay. Or Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Uh, it, Chapter 2. Yeah, the adult cast now, which, again, um, I think they did a good job with this adult cast. Um, I am really looking forward to seeing what they pull off with this because they're actually following the books pretty well. Yeah, very much so. And it's going to be very cool to see where this is going to go um, with the next chapter. I agree. This is anticipated very much so. This is, yeah, I, I can agree with you on this very much so. 
Um, okay, so that's pretty much the end of. There's nothing else really in September really that I'm looking at that yeah, really I'm is not standing out. Yeah. Um, October. Okay, this is the movie that really I don't know what they're doing here, but this is Joker, directed by Todd Phillips of the Hangover fame. Mm. Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. Robert De Niro playing um, as a talk show host, it's saying. Zazie Beats, who is from Deadpool 2, playing the love interest of the Joker. I don't know what the hell this is. The the premise. My mind wants to tell me that it's going to be good because, you know, it's a movie. It's a solo movie about the Joker. That's separate from the DC universe. Let's mind you. This is this is totally separate. And at the same time, my mind's my, my the other part of my mind's going. This is going to be the one of the worst movies that DC is going to put out flat out. Because yeah. Because of the fact that I, I really don't see Joaquin Phoenix playing a good Joker. No, I'm I'd, sorry. I think he's going to completely bastardize this role. I, I don't. I yeah. I don't think this is going to be good at all. Um, the premise of the movie it says is in 1981, a failed stand-up comedian, disregarded by the society that he lives in, turns to a life of crime and chaos in Gotham City. Yeah. I... I'm. I'm not seeing this be good. This movie would genuinely surprise me if this is good. This could be one of those movies that really surprises you, or it's really gonna not surprise us at all, and we're gonna know exactly what we're getting into. Mm-hmm. Take your pick. So we'll see about that one. That's not until October. We got a long way to go for that one. Um, the October 11th, the long anticipated Zombieland 2. I wasn't even looking at that yet. Yes, I'm looking forward to this movie, and I can't wait to see how they do Zombieland 2. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more. The two other movies that are playing in October, or uh, October 11th, that I'm looking forward to. I think I know what two you're talking about. The Adams Family. Mm-hmm. And and just more upset at the fact they don't have Christina Ricci, uh, in this to play. Uh, yeah. The mother anymore, or like I would have thought they would have after you know, however long it's been since the movies had come out. When Long time. Children. Long time. Yeah. And then, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, this was something I was surprised when it was announced. Um, I remember watching the kid at the show as a kid, you know. So I'll be interested to see what they're going to do with the movie and how they're going to add maybe a yeah. more modern twist to it. So yeah, that, that's intriguing. Um, so November first, two movies that. Um, I'm neither of these movies, neither one of these two movies. Are going to be good. The only reason why I have hope for Terminator Six, I'll tell you the only reason why I'll tell you two, uh, three good reasons here. Number one, this movie has been guided along by James Cameron. He took back over the rights and he helped guide the story and pick the director and the and, and the and the writers. He's guided this thing, and also too because of Schwarzenegger, of course, being back, and of course, I mean, I know he's been back before, but Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor. And the fact that they're saying this movie is the true sequel to Terminator 2. This actually is Terminator 3 the way it should be. There's hope. It's James Cameron guiding it. There's hope. That is the only sort of faint glimmer that I'm going to get this. Yeah. There's, it's Otherwise, a, no. Uh, and then, you know, Charlie's Angels. I, I, 
Yeah, there's nothing to say about uh, it. You want to know the upside? You want you want one of the one upside I see to this movie? Hmm. Patrick Stewart playing Charlie. Eh, That's it. That's the only thing I can pick out of this whole thing. This I, movie I, is going to be. This movie just has bad written. I, I don't really know what they're doing. I thought we already went down the Charlie's Angels uh, train, and we were done with it. But I, I guess not. Uh, November 8th, um, this, uh, Kingsman the Great Game is actually going to be a prequel to the first two that's going to lead into yes, the third I'm Kingsman. very excited to see how this Kingsman turns out. Mm-hmm. Especially since this is a prequel and will not have any of the characters from the first two. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be very curious to see how the Kingsman kind of got up and running. So, yeah, very, very much looking forward to that one. Um... Uh... What about Midway? Have you seen anything about that at all? No idea what that is. Is that a remake of the original Midway? I don't know. We're going to find out. It just, the premise just says depicts the Battle of Midway. It it doesn't say anything about it being a remake from the original one or not. It just says the release date and that. That's about it. So, no. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry you're hearing me just... Uh sigh and upset disappointment here. I didn't realize this is actually coming out this year or it was being a thing really uh, I was just going to point this out. I know what you're talking about. Frozen 2. Uh, I, I didn't hear this movie even get announced. So I don't even know if this is accurate because... Uh, dude, just want to just, just hide your kids from ever seeing this movie. <sighs> that ain't going to happen. Don't that ain't mention happen. them anything about Frozen 2 being a thing. Okay, so the final month of the year, and this is where things get rather exciting here in a second. Okay, first of all, December 13th is the third the third Jumanji, based upon the huge success of Welcome to the Jungle. I'm interested to see where they go with this. Yeah, me too, to see how they're going to... I'm curious to see how they're going to incorporate the, the, the characters from the game, because they weren't real, how they're going to be brought into things. Yeah. So that'll be very curious. But here it is. The... Most and one of the second most anticipated movie of 2019. I hope you. I hope you're not putting in that exact order. I don't know which one I would much rather see more between Endgame and Star Wars Episode Nine. Star Wars Episode the Nine. This, last, is, this is the last chapter in the Skywalker saga. The last of the Skywalker saga. What are they going to do with this, do you think? You know... We've gone over the Star Wars saga quite a bit in our previous couple of uh, podcasts. You know where we stand on this. I mean, you know, this this can go anywhere. Um, The only thing... What I'm really excited about is that J.J. Abrams has been quoted saying that it's going to bridge all three trilogies together as one, which means we're going to have prequel references, original trilogy references, and, of course, all the stuff from Episode 7 and 8. That is great to hear. We are hearing that there might possibly be cameos of Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, and Natalie Portman in this movie, which would be a great callback to the prequels. Um, Also, bringing Billy D. Williams. Finally, we get Lando back. Old Lando. Which is awesome. And then the, the thing that's going to be interesting, too, is Carrie Fisher, how she's still going to be in this movie, and they're going to use unused footage from 7 and 8 to put her part in this movie. How they're going to pull this off, I am so curious to see. We'll see how it goes. But that, that there's no competition. Um, uh, uh, Avengers, yes. Avengers is number two, but this movie is the, the bread and butter. Yeah. Um, That's basically it, it looks like. 
because really there's nothing else that's catching my eye whatsoever coming out for no. rest of December. Nope. That's uh, pretty much that from 19. Oh, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, um, there we go. We had got our li- small little rundown of the movies that went through in 2018. We gave you an idea of what our best and worst films were for the year of 2018 and what we're anticipating to be noteworthy in 2019 this year. Oh, we didn't give you guys, so let's put down our final thing. So, the final verdict, best movie of 2018, if you can possibly name it. Infinity War. Oh, you know what? I did forget to mention one movie in 2018 that I really loved and actually is in my top three, and that was The Greatest Showman. I forgot to mention that. Um, I really, to be honest, I have a tie for Best Movie of the Year, and really it's not fair because they're two different kinds of movie, but it's, it's Greatest Showman and Infinity War. And to be honest, it's unfair for me to even pick one because they're both two different movies. So, My top three... Yeah. It- Yes, I realize this is biased people because I am a giant comic book nerd. I love this this style of films and everything. But my top three, or my top two are Infinity War and Aquaman. My third favorite was uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Actually, I can't include Greatest Showman in my best movie. That actually came out in December of 2017. I cannot use that as a yeah. favorite. So I guess it has to be Infinity War then because of that. I just looked to look that up because I thought I might be wrong on that. So yeah, um, yeah Aquaman's up there too, very much so. Um, and what was then, your worst movie of 2018? You already have mine. It was Slender Man. What three did I have on my list? I said Truth or Dare, Widows, and um, Mile 22. I, I probably would have to go with um, Truth or Dare. I have to because the ending just ruins the whole point of watching the film and it makes the, the lead characters – it makes you dislike them because they're selfish. Yeah. So, th- yeah, just because of the ending alone, it makes it the worst movie of 2018. Sorry, Truth or Dare. They're, and what your most anticipated movies of 2019? I can tell you what my three most anticipated – this is what we're going to do. Just our three most anticipated. Okay. In no particular order, though. Okay. Because I don't want that on my shoulders. Yeah, no. Captain Marvel? Yep. Endgame? Okay. And Episode 9. That is my okay. three that I am looking forward to the most in 2019. Um, right now, for me, uh, I'll even put them in the right order. Um, Star Wars being number one, Avengers Endgame number two. And at a number three... I'm going to say as of right now, because it's hard, it might change once I see some trailers and stuff, but number three is actually going to be, appropriately, John Wick 3. Alright, I can see that. So, all uh, in all, we're for a good year. Is there anything else you wanted to mention, Mike? Um, we just want to let you know that Aquaman will, of course, be our next podcast, because that movie deserves an in-depth breakthrough, because DC's back on track, and the fact that Aquaman is just, well, downright, damn right good. We're hoping to get that one recorded and put up here sometime in the next few weeks. Uh, we will give you a better idea on our Facebook page once we actually do. Yeah, and, and um, I know we've been gone a long time, um, but uh, we were stressing it before. Uh, just continue listening and, and like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes and any other platform we're on. Um, I'm trying to get the podcast up on YouTube as well. Yeah. People can do it on YouTube so they can get updates. Um, please do that because, you know, um, 
even though we have a general idea of what we're going to do for each podcast, we like suggestions and we want to know what audiences like to hear too, because that's actually really important. But uh, please do that and pass it on to your friends and stuff, and please let us know what you think of the podcast. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, with this, uh, I am Jason Kaposik. I'm Mike Winkler, and this has been Lights, Camera, Action, the movie podcast, and uh, that is a wrap. We'll see you on Aquaman. So we're gonna do this thing, or what? I mean, is this happening? That's yes. Let's go save the world. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. <laughs>